Hello everyone, uh, this is Olga from SEO Sly. Welcome to the SEO podcast by SEO Sly. This is episode number, I think, six. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, uh, today I'm having a very special guest. Uh, this is Gareth Sussman from IPOL Rank. I've been following Gareth for, I think, two or three years, almost three years now. I think at least since, since the pandemic. So Gareth, hi, I'm very happy to have you here. Olga, also also mutual fandom here because I've <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed all the content, you, you, epic content you put out. Um, you are such a, a great kind of contributor to our community. So thank you for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Okay, Garrett, if there is someone who doesn't know you, can you like uh, do a brief introduction of yourself? Oh, yes. I think I think everyone knows you, but in case <laughs> someone doesn't. <laughs> always, always expanded to new audiences. No, uh, my name's Garrett. I have been in digital marketing for 10 plus years, kind of very much a T-shaped marketer with an obsession of SEO. So worked in the SaaS world doing uh, graphic design and local SEO and all that. And um, yeah, I, I, I like to hang out on Twitter and, and talk about emerging trends in SEO and currently working for iPoll Rank, which is a marketing agency where I do demand generation. Okay, can you tell me more about your, uh, your role? Because I think you are demand generation manager. What does yes. this position entail? I'm very curious. You know, so it's funny, demand generation is one of those terms. It's like, it's been around in marketing for a while. And yet we always like, you know, we're marketers, so we repackage it and everyone has a different definition. Uh, the way I think about demand generation at iPoll Rank is really kind of top of funnel content, really bringing awareness to, in my case, the world of SEO and what, and content marketing and content strategy, what our agency does. And so kind of getting this, this word out there, getting the topic out there. So people are aware of the value that SEO brings to their business. And then ultimately nurturing them down the funnel, you know, despite my title being demand generation. I also do lead generation, ultimately uh -huh. full, full funnel, getting people to become clients of, of IPO rank. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the definition. And uh, you mentioned something uh, about that you're uh, being active on Twitter. Are you like moving to this new platform as well? I think so, so many people are moving there. I haven't created uh -huh. an account there yet. So uh, transparently, Twitter is my favorite social media platform. Like I am on LinkedIn and some of the other ones out there, you know, I, I maybe put one TikTok video out there. And I can't, I can't mess around <laughs> with TikTok, but, um, you know, so with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, it has been a, uh, dumpster fire, I think is, is the correct term of just the moderation and the future of the platform seems in disarray. And yet you know, like Facebook, when Facebook had their whole like data, you know, breach and, yeah. you know, analytics um, issues, no one, you know, it did, no one actually left. So I'm skeptical whether people are ultimately going to leave Twitter. Uh, I think right now it's just, there's a lot of fun, dramatic outrage. Mm -hmm. uh, I have an account on the Mastodon kind of, um, 
decentralized social media platform. So it's kind of like Twitter. J.R. Oaks of Locomotive uh, put together a really great SEO community server where a lot of us, and John Henshaw, Koi Wolf is actually developing the community there as well, trying to connect everyone. I'm trying it out. I, uh, you know, it's, it's always good to be an early adopter. I don't know. How about you? Have you, what do you think of it? So uh, I was, I, I, to be honest, I like Twitter regardless of what's, what's happening because I find it valuable and I like to interact with other SEOs there. But I noticed this trend, so then I uh, then I realized that probably I have to create an account there as well. I created one, but to be honest, I dropped because I was unable. I was I was doing it on my phone because I was unable to find the server for SEO, and I was like too impatient, and I dropped. So probably I have to like try it again, or I was doing something wrong. <laughs> I I don't blame you. It is not intuitive, <laughs> and I feel like I just kind of stumbled on there because. Um, the CEO and founder of IPO rank, my boss, uh, Michael King, he shared on Twitter. And so, yeah, I did the same sort of thing where I had no idea what I was doing at first. And then <laughs> through some weird searching, found the community. And then it was one of those, like just looking at other people's profiles and seeing who they're following and then following them and then kind of feeling connected. But it's any, any new network is just mm -hmm. kind of. You, you feel like you're you're walking around in the dark and, and you're just bumping into things until you find your way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, thanks for sharing that. So um, can you like tell me in more detail how you started in SEO, like in more detail, like because you mentioned something, you were doing something with local SEO. So like... Yeah. So, so I, I was in Silicon Valley doing the startup thing for graphic design and I left that uh -huh. and got old and I found this tiny little SaaS company uh, called Gradus. And so what it was, this was back in 2016 and they did online review generation. So what the software did is it helped small businesses and agencies uh -huh. get like reviews, not only on Google, but on a variety of review sites. Like there are review sites for every industry. Um, you know, as you know, like in, in the legal industry, you have AVA where you have lawyer reviews and in home services, you have Angie and home advisor and thumbtack, uh, hotels, you know, hospitality of TripAdvisor, you have Yelp. Um, and so with Google reviews, I started like kind of the angle of this SaaS software in the way that we were marking it is that not only are online reviews important for your business, but they actually help you rank for local queries. When someone's searching for near me, they're more like you're more likely to show up in the local pack if you have a bunch of positive new reviews. And so I started doing the marketing for the SaaS company and I'm like, oh, local SEO is really interesting. You know, it's, it's, it's very hard because you're very much tied to the proximity of the searcher. So like if someone's searching for a local business on their phone, the results are very much going to be based on literally physically where they are. But there are these other factors that can make you show up higher, reviews being one of them. And so from there, I started getting interested in the fact that how SEO works on Google in general beyond local, because a lot of SEOs don't understand or don't know that like local is a very different sort of strategy than 
general SEO or e-commerce SEO. Um, and so to your point, when we kind of discovered each other in the pandemic, I started doing a podcast uh, where I started interviewing people in other aspects of SEO. So I started learning about technical SEO and, you know, semantic SEO and international SEO. And the whole thing was just fascinating. And so that was, you know, ended up connecting with Mike there. And, and next thing you know, I'm working for one of the top technical SEO agencies and just learning from the inside. Yeah, I, I think I've listened to all of those uh, podcast episodes. <laughs> yeah. There's so much, there's so many, and that's the other thing, the community is great. Like there's so many smart people who have been doing this for a long time. And SEO is that that type of interest industry because it's always changing that you can get in at any, at any point. Like you can't be too late to SEO because what was working 10, 15 years ago isn't the same today. It's completely different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, can you like tell me now what's your specialty within SEO? This is like, of course, demand generation. But if you were to name like the area of SEO that you you think you are the best at, that you have the most experience, you are the most interested in, then what would it be? Well, so the most experience is definitely still local. However, I'm becoming more interested and from the demand generation and bringing awareness is around technical SEO and some of the emerging trends, specifically like entity SEO, I think is fascinating using structured data um, as we kind of navigate, you know, new algorithms like mum that are impacting, you know, the, the way that search works, uh, paying attention to what's happening with e-commerce, because if you saw search on, which is Google's annual kind of little preview heads up of what's coming on with Google search, they're releasing a ton of e-commerce features uh, to make the SERPs better uh, when it comes to selling products, because historically, like Google hasn't been that great at it. Um, and, and I think especially with, you know, Black Friday and the holiday season around the corner and people, you know, looking to spend a lot of money, uh, on e-commerce, on products, using Google search. It feels like something that they want to get right. So just paying attention to the emerging trends and then preaching the gospel to everyone else, the value of SEO. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And can you tell can you tell me more about IPL rank? I, I, I know about IPL rank, but like what exactly? So this is a technical SEO agency. Like how do you work? How big yeah. is this agency? I hope I will I will have Mike one day here as well. I will totally get him on here for you. But but That's I awesome. rank, it's fine. I mean, it is a boutique agency, so we are small but mighty. Uh, while I'd say technical SEO is kind of our specialty, we've been around for eight years. Uh, Mike's built the whole thing from scratch. And so we offer a variety of services, starting with audience research, content strategy, and content creation, and then technical SEO and content engineering. And the reason we offer these services is, as you know, they're all interrelated in 2022, 2023 going forward. Like there's a lot of focus in our philosophy around the buyer's journey, right? Mm -hmm. Around being visible at every point of where your different personas are searching for your business. So for instance, you know, if you are, um, you know, a law firm or, you know, in our case, we work with a lot of enterprises. Like if you're a law firm 
and you have something come up, you know, some, some legal case that you need to find information about, you're going to go online and you're going to search about, you're just becoming aware of the problem. So you're going to search for that problem and you're going to learn more about it and learn about different solutions. You go a little further down the funnel where you become familiar with your different, maybe local law firm options. You're reading about, are they expert, experts in what you need them for? Then you go a little further down and you're choosing your law firm. So you're going down that funnel to ultimately making a decision. So the way that audience research comes into play is understanding what your potential buyers are looking for then being able to appear in search for those relevant search terms for those queries. And then as they get more and more branded in their search and realizing that you're a solution, appearing all the way up and down the funnel. So from that sense, audience research is tied to your content strategy. And then ultimately being able to show up is a big thing. You know, you need to have your technical SEO tight. You know, you can't have too many errors. It needs to be a fast website. Yeah. You can't have a bad user experience. So that aspect of it. And then the one other thing I'd say specifically about iPoll rank is we tend to work with like Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s, big enterprises with millions of different pages, which is a different problem than, you know, like your local SEO, like mom and pop that has a website with maybe you know, six to 10 to a hundred pages. Like when you start working with an e-commerce site with thousands of different products and variations and category pages and complicated taxonomies, uh, the technical SEO of it all becomes very complicated. And you have to start worrying about things like crawl budget, you know, and, and render budget and, you know, ways that your JavaScript is messing with, with Googlebot. Yeah. So that that's kind of big picture that enterprise level is where technical SEO is is pretty critical. Okay, and like how many people are there at our Apple rank? I think we're almost at 20 at this point. We've been uh -huh. doing a lot of hiring recently. It's it's one of those weird times where it's like despite being in this like economic uncertainty of a potential recession like in the US and and globally you know people are slashing their marketing budgets and yet people also understand businesses understand that SEO has been more important than ever because yeah, it's such exactly. an important yeah it's a long term play um that's the one of the demand generation campaigns and and kind of themes that we've been preaching is like despite the economic uncertainty and despite, you know, people cutting their budgets, now is the worst time than ever to actually cut your SEO budget. And the same was during the pandemic. Like all the businesses that pulled back when the pandemic happened out of fear had their competitors completely leapfrog them because yeah. the competitors kept, we know SEO is not the type of thing that you can like do once and then you're good. It's ongoing. You always need to be improving your content, creating more content, building your relationships and your links. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And now I have a question because, uh, because I think um, an important part of your job is to create uh, videos, to create those recaps of SEO news, which I absolutely love watching. Uh, can you tell me like and you also do interviews i i was uh, i was honored to be one of those interviews yes i wonder who's going to come up first your episode or my episode because you are you we'll are coming. see <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so can you tell me more about your process of how you how you like let's start with seo news how do you do that how long does it take you because i i hope i will be able to learn something from you because i am a complete newbie in that respect <laughs> when it comes Whatever. to doing no. video. <laughs> you you are doing great it is so much fun to make these videos um i think it's what i love most about my job is engaging giving back to the computer community like in a creative way so to your point we have the seo weekly which we've been doing for over a year now have about uh 45 episodes and so every week i cover you know everything that's going on in our industry whether it's you know big google algorithm updates uh any sort of serp features that we're seeing pop up news articles uh tw the twitter community there's a lot of people that share great educational content on twitter or on youtube um, that i include and so my goal is basically i always aim for like a 10 to 15 minute show but like i am very really I, 20 i think i, I like to, to talk 20. you know how it is it's like once you get <laughs> on a roll you you there's so much to cover um and so they end up being like closer to 15 20 minutes and so my process is over the course of a week, I will go to my news sources. And so they're either SEO Twitter. So all of my favorite people that I follow on Twitter, you know, just kind of seeing what they're sharing and what's piquing their interest and then grabbing that, reading it. Um, it's, so in terms of the time, uh, and I don't want to jump around too much, but in terms of the time it takes, like one big part through that process is as I find these news sources, not only reading through it and writing like a little summary for myself on what to cover, but also grabbing visual assets that I'm going to include in the editing of the video. Um, so I'll go to SEO Twitter. I'll go to various like SEO news publications like Barry Schwartz, who does search engine roundtable and writes for, you know, search engine land and even search engine journal sometimes like he's a go to news source of like everything that's happening. So anything that comes out from Barry, uh, you know, yeah. I will, I will try to cover, although he covers way too much. He gets very granular. I want to keep a little higher level. Um, Google search central on Twitter, anything that they put out. So that's the main Google hub, whether it's, you know, their podcast or Martin split doing a video or obviously actual updates. Um, and then I'll use a couple other sources like spark Turo has a trending, um, page which is super helpful it tends to be more seo because what it is is anyone who's connected their twitter to their trending page and share something it kind of has a ranking there so you'll see oh. the top stories yeah on seo will bubble up there there used to be a site but it's done I, I probably shouldn't come up as seo tweets uh was good for showing seo content and then uh tldr marketing with Sai joe uh george basically he some of his content uh gets surfaced and i'll pull from that and just all all my favorite seos and so what will happen is i'll see those articles over the course of the week um on thursday i'll put together all the like assets that i have that visually that tell the story effectively and then friday i will do the shoot so i will shoot it on zoom um, just keep it simple. I, I do have like a microphone that I bought for my podcast uh, way back a couple of years ago. It's like a, a Samsung SU something. Uh, and so I'll do it on Zoom. 
and I'll record it there in little bits and pieces. Like originally I just did the whole thing as one take. And uh-huh. as you know, you like, you iterate over time, you learn what works better and what's more effective. And so now I realize it's hard to like get it right um, in one long 20 minute take. Uh-huh. So now I'll do little clips. It takes a, a little bit longer in some ways, but I feel like the quality is a little bit better. So I'll know I'll have my Google Doc is how I organize uh-huh. everything. Um, and I'll I'll go through each one and I'll record and I'll stop and I'll label it and I'll put it in a drive. I'll record and I'll stop and I'll label it oh. and I'll put it in a drive. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's not live. And so then uh, I'll have all those videos. So usually the shooting will take me a couple of hours because I've done all the pre-work, which usually takes me another like two to three hours over the course of the week. Um, And so then once all the video shooting is done, I'll also do a little promo at the time because I think it's important. A big part of content creation is distribution. Um, and so I'll do like a little one minute promotion about what the episode's about at the same yeah, time. Like you put it on LinkedIn, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I put it out on LinkedIn and Twitter are my go-tos. I probably should share on more social channels. Uh, but th- those are my major social that I, we put on Facebook as well from time to time, but I'll admit if I wasn't a marketer, I wouldn't be on Facebook these days. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so then we do editing, like either I'll do it or my colleague, Aaron Johnson, who came on back in February at Apple rank, he'll help me with a lot of editing. I use iMovie, um, very simple, like on, I use a Mac, so I'll use iMovie just to do simple editing. I have a little title image that I'll create in Canva, which is free. I I created Uh a template way back when, and so I'll just update that each week. And I have the same like end credit image that I created on Canva as well. Um, and so with iMovie, I'll just, you know, I have a little music bumper at the beginning. I used to have music throughout the whole way. And then a bunch of viewers would say, Garrett, your music's too loud. It's distracting. <laughs> I was like, okay, listen, you, cause you know, that's the big thing with, with SEO too, with content is taking feedback, especially on YouTube. Um, so remove the, the music and then, uh, we will publish on Monday and I'll put together a little blog page with all of my notes and all the links to all the episodes. Um, I will embed the video on that page and then promote it on Twitter. And then I'll include it in our newsletter. And, you know, that probably takes another hour or so. So altogether, probably a solid 10 hours per week on it. I would say like almost entire week because every day you almost do something for, for that. So yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. I think I am still very slow, but as the, the 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 episodes I recorded so far, I did them in one shot and then I was like splitting them, removing some stuff, but maybe this is a good idea what you're saying. <laughs> it's it's worth trying out, right? Like yeah. whatever is, a, the, it's, that, it's that balance between quality and speed, right? And, yeah, exactly. and I do think <laughs> it's like over time, as you do it more, it gets faster no matter what. Yeah.
I think I've lost Olga. No worries, though. I'll hang out. This may or may not be edited, but Garrett Sussman taking over the SEO Slide podcast, unless I'm the one who's frozen, and then living in a world where where it's just confusion. <laughs> there we go. It is it is the 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 Garrett the Garrett Sussman <laughs> takes over the SEO Slide podcast. So what else can I tell y'all? What else can we do while, while we're here, while we're waiting for Olga to get back? And, and she'll see this later and be like, oh my gosh, he, he, he ruined my show or he made it the best thing ever. Um, so in terms of like my normal day, uh, so we do the SEO weekly and that takes like 10 hours of my day. Beyond that, we have Rankable and she's back. I was like, yeah. I was ready to do the whole show myself, oh, take over. It's <laughs> nice that it's... I think it hasn't uh, stopped recording, but no. it looks like my internet internet crashed. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're back. I I I, I assume well, that running my show. Thank you. I, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's the worst thing too, right? Is like with all of these, like whenever you're doing anything technical, you know, it's it's Murphy's law. Whatever can go wrong does. Um, but the worst is like to get through it and then lose the recording. Yeah. And then you're like. <laughs> Well, that was weird. So I think we're good. I think. I yeah, think I okay. think it's still recording. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So what were you talking about? <laughs> so I was just chiming in. I was just kind of finishing up, tying up about the SEO Weekly and just that we have a podcast called Rankable. Same sort of thing where weekly interviews with awesome people in our industry talking about a range of topics. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about structured data recently. Uh uh, episode coming out uh, with Tori Gray probably come, came out since this. We were talking about using consumer data for things beyond SEO. So I like marrying SEO to other aspects of marketing too, like PPC and social. Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I think you also had a, an interesting one about Black Friday uh, kind of tips, tactics, I think. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Black Friday. So going back to what we were saying about e-commerce and Google trying to get it right. It's so frustrating as an e-commerce website owner, because over the past year, you've had five product review updates, which is Google completely messing with the results for e-commerce types of queries, specifically about reviews that have a huge impact on brands, retailers, and affiliates. Um, and so, you know, you don't know if what you're doing, they're giving guidelines, but you don't know if what you're doing is right and could be yeah. impacted. Um, so that, that's been a very interesting thing. And then with structured data, Google's trying to improve it with enhancements, like rich snippet enhancements for products, keeping you on the page. Like just a few weeks ago, they added the ability to click on a product. And then it opens up a panel and it shows you a whole bunch more of product information. But um, our founder, Michael King, was writing a, a blog post recently about shipping rates and how Google is actually now not only pulling it from hard coded information on your website, but from the Google Merchant Center feed. Uh -huh. So you have to have all your information um, kind of aligned because if you have on your Google Merchant Center feed, you know, a free delivery, for instance, for your shipping, right? But then someone goes and they find out they actually have to pay, you know, $20 or euros or pounds or whatever, then that's, that's an awful user experience. 
And so it's very frustrating as an e-commerce owner to try to have your information accurate between the Google Merchant Center, structured data, and your actual website, and Google just showing like whatever they feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I would like to pick your brains a little bit because it seems you have such a such a uh, such a great knowledge. Can you like uh, before we go into more detailed questions about you? Can you tell me more about uh, some? Can you share some tips uh, based on your years of experience regarding local SEO? So, what are some of the things we should be doing? We shouldn't be doing. Yes. So the big thing with local SEO and Mike Blumenthal um, of originally of Gather Up and now he he writes for Near Media is kind of the godfather of local SEO talks about this idea of like. Google is the new homepage, especially for local, in the sense that when someone is either searching for your brand or searching for a near me query and whatever like service or product that you're offering, what shows up on page one is kind of your homepage for local SEO. So not only do you have to worry about your own Google business profile, which you have full control over, which shows up in the right side of the SERP for your brand, um but also your website other like as i mentioned other review sites will show up and so reputation is really important for local seo because when someone is either looking for your your business or looking for a service that your business offers your reputation will show up up and down page one um and so when it comes to online reviews, I really do think that that is a key component of, you know, um, whether or not someone will ultimately choose your business. Like those five stars are very powerful. Um, I don't know if any of your listeners, you know, if you've ever done it yourself, if you are looking for a lawyer or a dentist or even just a restaurant, like people look at the reviews. And, you know, whether it's fair or not, that will impact your business. And it actually is a ranking factor too. Okay. I still, uh, talking about near me and lawyers, I still see a lot of lawyer sites, uh, probably not only lawyer sites, which, which have like, for example, a sidebar and in the si sidebar, they have like different types of lawyers and every, every lawyer is linked with near me, like personal injury lawyer near me. And they can like have like 20 different types of lawyers. What are your thoughts, experiences with that? <laughs> you know, so keyword stuffing is, it's one of those things that's, that my philosophy with Google is you have to be aware of things work until they don't work. Yeah. And <laughs> they have their guidelines and Google's guidelines don't always actually result in like impact the results page. Like there are ways, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it, you know, illegal, you know, ways that like keyword stuffing, like they say, don't do that or doorway pages, but some of that stuff works and it's very frustrating as an SEO. And so you can do these tactics and they might help you out in the short term. Just know that at any given algorithm update, um, core algorithm update or, you know, like we have the helpful spam content update or spam update, like you can get knocked out. So it's a very tricky thing to, you know, focus on because on the one hand, you, if you have competitors who don't follow the rules, 
then they are going to benefit from that with keyword stuffing like near me or, you know, saying that your business name is like, you know, injury lawyer or, you know, family near law. <laughs> yeah. Near me. Like it, it's frustrating because it works. And I don't think Google's gotten it right yet. And being local SEO, we've been talking about this for years. Like yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't always pay to do things the right way. Now I'm not advocating to break their rules. I'm just saying that this is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I th I think there is like even this. Uh, it was like like a famous uh, famous picture. Like there is this dentist near me, which like they called them like that. Yes, dentist near me. <laughs> well, you, you think about it. Even before the internet, so like in the U.S., we have the yellow pages, right? Like so back in the day before the computers, the way you found a business was you would get this giant. 3000 page book that was delivered to everyone's doorstep for free with a list of all the businesses, their address and their phone numbers. And what people, what businesses started doing is it was alphabetical order. So businesses in the U S started actually calling their businesses, AAA, triple A, and then whatever they did. So they would show up first in the yeah. yellow pages. Same thing with digital. It's like mm -hmm. if you, you know, to that dentist near me, if you realize that people are searching for dentists near me and that's what's showing up and you call your business that, you're going to get more business. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. And can you can you also share a few because uh, a few tips or tips or mistakes regarding uh, enterprise SEO? I think enterprise and e-commerce SEO. I think. I think you have a lot to say. <laughs> yes. So with enterprise e-commerce, I think that the biggest challenge with enterprises a lot of times isn't necessarily um, doing new cutting edge ways of SEO. I think, and, and sometimes it's not even SEO best practices. It's the politics and the bureaucracy of working in an organization where you have to get sign off from a bunch of different stakeholders internally in order to get projects executed and accomplished. So some of the times the biggest challenges in enterprise SEO is being in the meetings and showing the value of what you potentially could be doing to get approvals and getting budget and getting resources and then actually getting them done. You know, yeah. so like, for instance, like a big thing with, with our agency is like, you know, we actually have like, in addition to, you know, technical SEO audits and roadmaps, we have into implementation plans of saying, mm -hmm. okay, like this is what you need to get done first in priority. And this is what you need to get second. And this is the low hanging fruit. Um, but a lot of them do need to work on fundamentals, which, you know, we mentioned structured data, uh, you know, making sure that all their templates have the appropriate information, the appropriate structured data for all their individual products, having their internal links, especially when you have a massive site and you take advantage of linking, building out the taxonomy and the site architecture architecture so google understands the website really effectively um and that's you know things that our teams work on is is building those out so it's very clear you know your category pages the content on those and and, and testing yeah and regarding implementation uh, 
does your agency also do the implementation or you just like uh, recommend doing something and then you check or it depends on the client? If it wouldn't be an SEO podcast if I didn't say it depends, right? Like <laughs> it depends. I mean, there are service offerings that, you know, a lot of people will start with the audits, then they'll look for the recommendation, the plans, and that's where a lot of the expertise comes. And then for the execution, the thing is with the enterprises is a lot of them have strong in-house teams yeah. already. The wonderful thing with SEO is, you know, any SEO expert who tells you that they know everything is full of it. And so there's value in always bringing in other experts, other perspectives to make suggestions of what to test and what to experiment on. Cause as we mentioned with local and like, you know, sometimes these against Google guideline things work, same thing goes for enterprise. Like sometimes Google says, you know, don't use automatically generated, you know, NLG, natural language generation content, AI content, mm -hmm. which is popular. And yet there are a lot of massive websites that if you put a little bit of AI content, you know, it actually has significant lift. Our, our um, founder, Mike King, has done a few different studies that seem like adding some AI content has added a 14% lift in search traffic. And... Now that's not raw AI content because, you know, we, we just had a post go out recently talking about how you can't use just raw AI content because yeah. the whole way that they work is they're trying to predict what the next word will be. And a lot of times that can produce gibberish or yeah. factually incorrect. So you still need human editors to go in and, and do it, but AI content can save you a lot of time. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I've been playing a little bit with that, but still, I am at this point that it is. Uh, it takes me less time if I write the entire article <laughs> because right? I tried, but then it was like writing and and yeah and proofreading and combining it. So, so. <laughs> I I can imagine. So I feel like if you are writing an article for something that you're already familiar with it makes way more sense to just do it yourself. I think if you are completely out of the blue, have never, you know, like touched the subject before, I could see how AI would give you a great kind of head start of just content on the page to work with. But also it's never, you know, I, I know we hold ourselves to a very high standard of the quality of content. You know, the AI content, producing quality content is always going to take way more work when a human works on it but it, it's it's going to be better no matter what yeah 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 exactly okay so um is there something uh you want to plug in now now it's your time to plug anything you want <laughs> oh man you know it's like so first off it's less of a plug, but just like join us on, on SEO Twitter, despite everyone leaving. It's, it is a great community. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. People will be I on Twitter. So. Right. Um, so, so definitely find, find all of us, find Olga, find myself on, on Twitter and hang out and chat. I know you use LinkedIn a lot, but in terms of um, what we've produced recently, as I mentioned, there is whether or not there's actually a recession going on, there is economic uncertainty globally in the US. People don't know what's gonna be happening over the next you know, two, five, 10 years. And so we wanted to you know, shout from the rooftops the importance of still doubling down on SEO and investing in SEO, despite 
people cutting their marketing budgets, your, your competitors cutting your marketing budgets, you know, seeing maybe a little less revenue coming in from clients and customers as they pull back, it's still important. So we put out a, it's a 40 page uh, ebook about emerging strategies, a playbook, what you should be doing in oh. SEO despite a recession. Yeah, it just came out. So, and that's free. So I'll oh. give you the link that you can include. Yeah, please do, because I, I want to read that, definitely. <laughs> Heck yeah, we, ju we just started promoting it. So it's not like, uh -huh. you know, it's been out. So yeah, I'm excited to, I, to get I, that I think too. I've missed that, but yeah, thanks for sharing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so now I want to ask you a few questions like about yourself. What does your day look like from start to finish? Like, is every day the same or like, how do you balance work and life? Or maybe it's like one thing. <laughs> oh man. So, so one thing I'll say is at the agency. And one of the reasons I chose to work with Mike is I love the work-life balance. Um, there, it, there, it's incredibly supportive. Uh, I had, had, had my first child, a daughter back in February. And she's, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. She's my world. She's nine months old. But like, it's been great in terms of you know getting my work done and working. You know, normally a nine to five, but somewhat asynchronously. Like, if I need to work later in the day or on the weekend and take some time during the day, I can do that. But my day to day, being a marketer, uh, a kind of generalist marketer, despite our focus on SEO, I'm doing everything right. So content creation, content strategy. So one day I might be, you know, planning out the next quarter of blog posts we want to do, um, planning out, you know, for our podcast that we do weekly, finding guests, reaching out to them, uh, plan doing the SEO weekly over the course of the week, writing our newsletter, which we do bi-weekly, um, contributing with my, uh, our digital senior digital marketing specialist, uh, Aaron on social media, um, doing video content, putting together some ads, you know, like in turn, we don't do a ton of advertising, but I think it's important to have that balance there. Uh, and then working on some bigger projects, like we are actually building our own rank tracking software. Oh, in yeah, this is, I mean, we're, Tell we're me about it. Yeah, it's fun. So this is, it's called exact science. We're still just in early stages of getting beta testers, but our director of SEO engineering, John Merch has been working on this for a while. And the thing that is very interesting about it is it focuses a lot on doing rank tracking at scale, focusing on pixels. So you know how the way we used to do, like rank tracking is broken, right? Like for the past 10, 15 years, we focus on those 10 blue organic links of like, are you ranking, you know, number three organically, which is but different. Where are you on the page, right? Yeah, you might have advertisements. You might have people also asks. You might have a featured snippet, all different types of rich snippet enhancements. And so just ranking yourself one to 10 based on the organic links. Like if you go and query and look at the query mortgage calculator right now, um, yeah. or lollipop, the first organic link is below the fold. Um, and so I think that the goal of this, this software is actually to help surface the value of where you're ranking from a pixel standpoint. And also, you know, mobile versus desktop is a completely different experience. Yeah. So we've been working on that. There's there's share of voice aspect. The other big thing is because we work with enterprises, you might own five different domains 
And there aren't a lot of rank trackers that effectively show how you're doing across all five domains. Um, you know, so imagine this isn't a client of ours, but like imagine you're like Gap and you own, you know, you own Gap and Banana Republic and all these clothing companies that are competitors. And you want to actually, as an executive, look and see how you're doing effectively without just calling them competitors. That's another <laughs> like key feature of this software that we're focusing on. So it's cool. Wow. So yeah, I would like to test that. So heck yeah, let, we'll, we'll sign you up as a beta tester. Can, yeah, I would like to, sure. Yeah. Because I still haven't found like the rank tracker, like the one I, I kind of love like <laughs> totally <laughs> well it's hard right because like we need to think about reporting differently whether you're working with clients or working on your own business like to some extent just using like as opposed to you know absolute values just using the base of the one through ten isn't really communicating the value and reporting that yeah. we, we think it is yeah i prefer reporting on traffic but still right. knowing how much real estate I have with that position is kind of something I would like to be tracking better and more. It's hard. Okay, so um, I think I wanted to ask you, how do you stay updated with SEO? Can you like recommend some of the books about SEO, some of the courses? Because I think you've already told us about how you, how you compile the SEO news, but are there some SEO books, some courses? some yes. YouTube channels. Tell me. Oh, well, beside this wonderful YouTube channel, watch all of Olga's other SEO Sly uh, content. Because it's well, the, what I love about what you're doing is is like you also go industry by industry. Like so often we talk about it depends um, when it comes to SEO because there it it's almost like the equivalent of like raising a dog. I don't know if you have pets. I know you're into into pigeons, but like I, I have a dog, right? I have a dog, two cats and the pigeon. So. <laughs> so it's like if you go online and you look for recommendations on how to train your dog, right? What you're if you live in a city versus the country, if you have a big dog versus a small dog, if you have a high strung dog versus a laid back dog, like training that dog that you the blanket advice doesn't work for every single dog. And so when you say when like, I have a mini golden doodle, if I find an article that's like, here's how to deal with separation anxiety for a mini golden doodle when you work remotely at home, that's going, that's what I need to actually figure it out. Cause it, you know, it's not going to work for, you know, a chihuahua or a, you know, yeah. a, a mastiff. So I think about that with SEO, with learning it is when you find industry specific content, like you have, that's going to be incredibly helpful. Beyond that, the classics are Aleda Solis's uh, LearningSEO.io is an incredible website that covers a ton of different stuff. Um, for technical SEO beyond our own blog, uh, Content King app has a great technical SEO library that yeah. they built. Hrefs, SEMrush, and then the Moz, especially if you're a beginner, their beginner's guide to SEO is incredible for Moz. Um, and then in terms of other YouTube content, I really, uh, enjoy watching the H Hrefs, uh, video, uh, yeah. YouTube channel is fantastic. So, but there, there's so much great content out there. Wix is doing actually a great job yeah. right now. 
Yes, with Wix uh, Learning Hub, I think. Yeah, they're like now putting this together. Yeah. So there's yeah. So, there's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. And so yeah, I wish there was like more uh, hours in a day, like 100 every day. <laughs> well, it's I mean it's fun. It's why we do like the news roundups, or you produce all this content. Is like for us, SEO is fun. It's fascinating. For a lot of people, it's boring. They don't even ever think about how yeah. people search or how search you know Google search works or anything like that. But it's just always changing, always updating. And yet the fundamentals remain like that's, you know, the fundamentals yeah. of good content, helpful content that's easy and accessible is always going to be the best way to do things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So can you tell me what's what do you think is the area of SEO that you think uh, we are not like paying enough attention to? I guess we have probably maybe touched upon that a little bit, but if you were to name the area for yeah. 2023? <laughs> well, it, it depends. Um, yeah. But I, I would say, generally speaking, going forward, I am a fan of semantic SEO and entity SEO and structured data. Basically, and, and not only that, just multiple mediums. So if you look at MUM, you know, uh, the multi-unified modal algorithm update that tries to provide more context and the way that Google is refining queries. There's an interesting study on SEMrush recently, a zero click study about, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the one I'm talking about, yeah. um, I believe uh, Marcus Tober, Thomas, Mark, Marcus Tober, I think wrote it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so basically it talks about the idea of, you know, how many people are clicking and finding what they're looking for versus going back to Google and refining their search versus click, you know, not clicking anything. And Google is with mom and some of the other algorithm updates are trying to refine your query for you. They'll either tell you to broaden the search or they'll make more suggestions. Um, and so I think getting specific in content and continue to build topic authority by, you know, building out all sorts of content that covers everything within your specific content um, and then using semantic SEO and markup and entity SEO to let Google know that like this is you are an authority in this topic and you have relationships between all of these different relevant sites uh, is kind of the way you need to think about SEO going forward. One other person I'll mention is Cindy Crum. She talked about this whole idea of entity first SEO. We used to be focused on mobile keywords. first. Yeah, keywords oh, yeah. And, yeah. and mobile. No, both of them, to your point. It's like just like going for a specific keyword and making sure that you show up on mobile. It's becoming more complicated and simpler at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Google understands more, but you don't just have to like feed it exactly the keywords. You can establish yourself as an authority for a topic as an entity and Google will in the future, near future, surface your content more effectively and more frequently than someone who has never written about a specific topic before, but they're just very keyword specific and they do. Yeah. Advice. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. And, uh, I, a lot of people who are just starting out to, in SEO, they reach out to me and they ask me like, what should I do? What's, what's my first step? What would you, your advice be like? What, what are the tips for someone who is just starting out? What do you think? Oh man, uh, <laughs> what, what, what's the phrase? Pro progress, not perfect. Like get, get content out there. 
out the door, right? Because Google can only crawl and index what exists. Uh, so in terms of like, if you're starting literally from scratch, get your basics in a row, understand your topic and start to write about it and create content that's gonna be helpful for know who you're speaking to. Like, who do you want to find you and do your research on what they're looking for and then give them that content. Um, then as obviously you'll, you'll start to improve the content, improve the technical aspects, but don't overthink it. Just get stuff out there to start. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And how about some advanced tip? Can you share some of your SEO secrets? <laughs> yeah. Well, the one, the other thing that I think is really important is internal linking that it's any, so it's funny, I, I've done my podcast and whenever I interview someone and I feel the same way, I ask them their tip, every single person says internal linking. Yeah. Use the links between the relevant topics of content on your website so Google can understand, you know, in a very effective way, what it is your site's about. It can traverse it by these internal links. And not only are you helping Google and the search engines, you're also helping users, right? Like you're by yeah. providing clear, relevant links to the people who are reading your website, you're sending them in the direction that will be most helpful for them. And then ultimately help them trust and become customers of your business. Yeah, exactly. And now who would you like to give a shout, shout out to? Who do you think we should be following? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is always the, the most unfair question ever because yeah, there's I know. 50 million. So besides yourself, I would say um, Michael King is, is my founder and he's always dropping technical SEO insights. He doesn't mess around. He tells it like it is. Um, Alayda Solis is brilliant uh, when it comes to, and one of the most helpful people in the community is always sharing and providing great content. She has an excellent newsletter. Uh, Cindy Crum, who I, I mentioned, Mobile Moxie, she's on the forefront. Um, yeah, I'm gonna all you know forget 50 million people. Uh, mm -hmm. Morty, Morty Morty Oberstein, who was at Semrush, now he's at Wix, doing incredible things. And Crystal Carter, those two are hilarious. Uh, Lydia Infante at Sanity, and of course I, I'm missing like 50 million people, yeah. but uh, those are those <laughs> are the tops that, that I can think of. Oh, Christina Vassar of Media Sessions, another fantastic follow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I will link. I will put put links to to those people uh, in the show notes. And uh, okay, Garrett. So where can people find you on Twitter? And where was yes. the best place to connect with you? <laughs> you know, you can find me on LinkedIn, but honestly, I engage on Twitter. So it's just at Garrett Sussman um, on Twitter. Two R's, two T's, and a whole bunch of S's. But I'm sure you'll have yeah. a link in the. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> But that's where I hang out. I, I, I love uh, just interacting on Twitter with this. Yeah. Okay. So Twitter and uh, and I pull rank on uh, YouTube, right? Yes. Yes. And the podcast. Yeah. So oh, I will put links to everything. <laughs> I know. There's too many links. That's what too happens. Many. You know, you put so much content. You're starting up a podcast of doing all these video episodes and you've got your blog and you've got your newsletter. And yeah. Like... Yeah. It's, and it's becoming like too much, but... <laughs> I hope I will be fun. able to keep up. Yeah. So Garrett, thank you so much for taking time and uh, thanks for like keeping the show alive while I was <laughs> disconnected. <laughs> you have to see all the horrible things that I said for the five minutes that you just said. No, if you need to edit it. I, I will understand. see in the recording. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so thank you. It was a great honor to to have you have you here and and yeah, until next time. <laughs> thank you so bye much bye. for having me. See ya.